Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Catherine Miller, and I'm the founder of the Miller Law Group and a trainer at the Center for Understanding and Conflict. And I am on a mission to change how people divorce and help them divorce with dignity. And my guest today is Keena Crowley. She's the founder and CEO of My Thriving Life Academy, a company that empowers the masses to not just thrive, but to live in bliss. Tina is a divorce recovery coach, influencer, and published author of A Superwoman's Guide to Recovering After Divorce. This combat army veteran now uses her experience and training to lead thousands to their greatness by using their inner gifts to elevate to their pinnacle in life. Welcome, Tina Crowley. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's a pleasure being here. So, you know, I know that a lot of people in the army get divorced, for sure, and it's a difficult life to maintain a marriage, but how did the Army prepare you for divorce? Well, the Army prepared me for divorce more so because it taught me how to shift, how to adjust to constant change, things not always going as planned. i get orders for one thing and then last minute things change or I get last minute orders and also the other logistics that often come along with the divorce such as having to relocate and adjust to just being in a new place and surrounded by new people adjusting to those social shifts all of those are similar to the experiences I had to adapt to in the military and get used to in the military. Also, just mindset. You have to have a certain mindset in the military. And in a sense, giving up is not an option and things get tough and you can't quit. And in going through my divorce, although my marriage was over, I couldn't quit on myself. I I couldn't just view it as my life being over. It was another challenge that I had to overcome. And it took a lot of mindset work. There were things in the military that prior to the military, I couldn't have foreseen myself being able to do or challenges I couldn't have seen myself overcoming or even facing. I, I didn't even to have to make certain decisions. And I learned to get a certain mindset. And along with that came a certain amount of confidence and self-esteem. I I really didn't have much time to question myself. And so learning how to shift my mindset and just adjust to major changes in my divorce was was very similar to that. I think what you're saying 
Tina, is that divorce is disorienting and it forces you to make changes in your life, maybe move, maybe deal with new people and do that in a time that you're not feeling so secure and that the military has very similar things going on and that you have to do scary stuff <laughs> and you have to do it yes. when you're actually feel prepared for it and you have to move just because they tell you to and and that those things and, and getting used to that life and, and facing challenges like that when you're not feeling maybe as emotionally stable as you might like to feel was really helpful to you. Is that right? That's correct. Yes, definitely. And so when you're working with, with divorcing people and you have this the book, The Superwoman's Guide, what makes a superwoman, what's a superwoman's approach to recovering after divorce? Well, really, the reason I, I chose that title for my book is because I go back and I, I look at my own divorce journey and in the process, through the process, all of the hats I would wear and all of the things that I would have to do in just one day, in a sense, I'm a mother, a mother to a special needs child at that. And so not an easy feat. And yeah. so, yeah, so with that, I always throughout my journey, my divorce journey felt like I had to do it all. I was a therapist at the time. So I'm in a sense, rescuing people at work and that I was going home and what I had left in me, what I had left in my cup to pour was being poured into my son. And in a sense, at the end of the day, as superheroes are portrayed with that selflessness, there was really nothing left for myself. And the difference between what we see on TV versus real life is we do not have this infinite amount or infinite supply of energy and power and strength. And so although a divorce will test your strength and will cause you to draw deep and pull deep from within, at the end of the day, I chose that title because there are so many women that are like myself, the way that I was going through my journey where, you know, after the divorce, we often put ourselves last and we're just going off. Many women are working and many are mothers. And so just pouring, pouring, pouring and pushing ourselves to the back, not really either not feeling like we have to really take care of ourselves or it's just not an option in our minds. It's not really even a blip on our radar. And I know I just got in this routine and this unhealthy pattern of just going and going. And with me being a therapist at the time, I could tell other people, hey, you need to take care of yourself and you, you need to do X, Y, and Z. I could see it in them all day, but I was going home and doing quite the opposite, but I had so many blind spots, I didn't see that I had fallen into an unhealthy pattern. And so there with these women with these women who are in that very same pattern, not to mention they're also wearing the mask, they are portraying that they 
have to be so strong. They feel like they have to be strong and portraying that they are okay when they really aren't so much to the fact that they can't even take that mask off for themselves, which also goes along with the whole superhero reference. In a sense, they, they lose themselves. They lose their identity in the process. So it's a reminder that in a sense, superheroes, Real superheroes, not the ones you see on TV, have to take a knee. They have to take time to truly recover, and they have to do the work. They can't just keep stuffing it away and going on, stuffing it away and going on. And so, yes, that that is really what had me choose that title. And it's just for those women who are, in a sense, they, they are superheroes every day, but they aren't acknowledging the fact that they need to take care of themselves. Absolutely. I think that a lot of women think of themselves as unappreciated, unsung, and unseen superheroes. (laughs) And sometimes there's a, I don't know, a recognition of superhero or superheroine to superheroine, you know, in that, you know, kind of in the trenches when, you know, not everybody sees your cape, you know? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You're listening to Divorce Dialogues. We're here on WZOX 1460 AM in Westchester County every other Wednesday from 5 to 530, bringing you the information and thoughtful dialogue that you need to divorce with dignity. And we're also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm talking today with Tina Crowley about the shifts that people make after divorce and, and how to transform and live your best life. So, Tina Crowley, what are the five major divorce shifts? Yes. So the five major shifts that women experience after divorce, the first one is identity. So many women just feel lost after a divorce. They really don't feel a sense of purpose, or if they have a sense of purpose, they they kind of lose sight of that. And one thing with the women that I work with, I try to help them first understand that they were a person before they got married. They were a complete person and they still are a complete person, even if they feel like a piece of them is gone after a divorce. Just reconnecting and embracing those new experiences and reinventing themselves Because so many women are really lost when it comes to their identity. It's just so tied up into being a wife, into being a mother. And when I ask, okay, who are you outside of those roles, they have a hard time answering that. Another huge shift after divorce is financial shift. It it's huge for women in particular because women usually are the ones who leave with the children. They walk away from the marriage with the children. I know there are some exceptions, but that is the the norm. That's the average result. And so having to adjust to being a single parent on one income with or without child support And even getting that in place, going through the divorce itself, and if you had to hire an attorney and such, that 
the just the cost of that alone and understanding their finances a lot of marriages people the parties and or the partners in a marriage tend to play certain roles and so certain bills may have been paid by one person versus the other or maybe one person handled all of the finances so not just adjusting to the amount of money but adjusting to just knowing how to pay bills and such and finding additional sources of income if you can no longer or a woman can no longer cover those bills and learning things like credit, the importance of credit and how to build it and managing investments and creating an emergency fund. There's a lot of women that are out there struggling with that. And all of that falls under that financial shift. And then there's the social shift. And with that, a lot of women have a hard time finding ways to socialize outside of their marriage at this point, whether it was due to being used to being around mutual friends and now it's weird energy or you had to break things off with certain people, even family, whether it's their own or their in-laws, just adjusting to that change, adjusting to now they're no longer married and maybe they, they were in the married circle and all of their friends were married. And now it's kind of weird being that single friend. So with that, and that's just a few examples of the social shift, but with that, learning to identify your support system is critical. A lot of women, kind of going back to the superwoman reference, a lot of women feel like they don't have support. And it's often due to them not wanting to open up, you know, embarrassment, shame, et cetera. There truly are women out there who don't really have support going through it. And due to different backgrounds, other people's beliefs on divorce, the blame Mm -hmm. game and such, a lot of women feel often isolated and not understood. So that impacts them socially. So learning how to create that support system if it's not adequate in the first place. And also learning how to increase self-reliance in the process, which is something I work with women about, you know, learning, all right, when your friends are answering their phones and such, and you're really going through it, what are some things that you can do in the process of healing? And so that kind of takes me to my, the next shift, which is the perspective shift. And with this, it's, The power of self-reflection is huge, but reflecting in a sense where you're looking at the whole, not just the anger or the pain and the hurt, but looking and seeing, okay, what can I take away from this? Like, it wasn't all bad. What are some lessons, even if it was a a negative experience, what's something that now I can use to move forward and then changing your perspective to the journey ahead. And then that last major shift 
mindset in general. A, a mm-hmm. lot of women struggle with mindset confidence dwindles, self-esteem is shot very often after a divorce. And a lot of women, their their mindset is just really not in a, a growing space and they're often stuck. And I was one of those women and they don't see it. And so learning how to acknowledge feelings and emotions and focusing on the positive, adopting that growth mindset and focusing on ourselves as as women, as divorced women, which is something for so many women, it sounds so taboo when I, I tell them that because they're so used to pouring into everyone else. And so they feel almost guilty to focus on themselves. So working on that mindset, like giving themselves permission, you know, to be great, giving themselves permission to grow and to actually focus on themselves and learning that self-compassion, regardless of what has happened in the past that, you know, helps them have a brighter future and seeing that brighter future. And so those are those five major shifts after divorce. Yeah. You know, it's so wonderful that you frame it that way, Kina, because I think of divorce as the intersection between what was and will be and, and you know, so between what was and what will be and that each person has the opportunity to shape that future if you're willing in some ways to let go of the past and look forward and embrace what's coming. And it takes courage to do that, but it's so rewarding when you do. You know, before you go on, there's a lot more to talk about here, but I want to remind people that you're listening to Divorce Dialogues, and I'm Catherine Miller, and we're here on WVOX 1460 AM in Westchester every other Wednesday from 5 to 5.30, and also available wherever you need a podcast. I'm talking today with Keena Crowley about these shifts that happen during and after divorce. So, Keena, if people are interested in learning more about you or get your book or get in contact with you, how can they do that? Yes, absolutely. My book is available on Amazon.com. People can follow me on all social media platforms at Coaching with Kena, K-E-E-N-A. I am also offering my free gift, KenaFreeGift.com. And if a woman is like, she knows she's in that space where she is stuck. She is overwhelmed. She's lonely, but she is ready for that change. After listening to this, it's kind of that wake up call and she's starting to do that deeper look within and she knows she needs help. Then that woman who is ready for that next level life after divorce can reach out to me and, and schedule, book a free call. Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y dot com forward slash Ikena. So E-Y-K-I-E-N-A. And we will be able to assess where she is compared to where she's trying to be and see how we can get her there quicker. That sounds great. And all those notes will be with the notes on the show 
So how can a college is someone to adjust to changes after a divorce? What are some suggestions that you have for somebody in that situation? Yeah, so the the biggest advice that I would give for someone who is trying to adjust to the change after divorce, one, be patient. Be patient with yourself. It's a process. And you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. Allow yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling. Don't stuff it because that will prolong the process. Whether you're angry or sad or happy, but in that process, making sure that your actions are positive, you're not like acting out of anger and being destructive and such, but trying to focus on the positive, which takes a lot of effort. It really does. It gets easier with practice, but also surrounding yourself with positive people, aligning yourself with that support personally as well as professionally, whether it's a coach or therapist or both. And layering on that self-love and that self-care, like now is that time to really focus on you. Don't rush into the next thing and feel like, oh, I can't be single. No, take this time. Look at it as a chapter. That chapter with your ex-partner has closed, but it's not the end of your life. It's the start of a new chapter. Right now, you're in the chapter of you. And then your next chapter will come once you get through this chapter. But you have to, in a sense, finish reading and doing the work to grow and get to that next level. I think that's that's really helpful to think about moving forward, right? And, you know, that's what you're talking about. How can you keep moving forward and moving toward a better, it sounds a little corny, but a little better you so that you can really be there for the people who, who depend on you. Is that right? Absolutely. You know, we only have another few minutes left, but what are some tips that you have for people to transform and live their best lives? Yes. So one big tip that has really helped me, I know I keep talking about the focusing on the positive, is acknowledging your wins, that gratitude. And if you can actually write it, Every single day, that's even better because our minds process things differently when we write it, and it tends to stick more that way. And I understand that everyone is a writer, so not overwhelming yourself feeling like, oh, I have to write several pages. No, at the end of the day, taking time to reflect and practice that positive mindset by forcing yourself to look at, okay, what actually went well today? What went in my favor? What's a positive takeaway for the day? And that gratitude has been so, so, so helpful in me changing my own mindset to where at at first it was forced for me to do that. But now I just, as soon as I, something positive happens, I'm writing it down and it may sound cheesy or whatever, but that's what I have to keep doing for myself because it works and it really does like change, not just 
my focus, but my mood, my energy, and my drive and motivation. It's like, oh, I'm doing all these things. Let me keep going. And let me see what tomorrow has to bring. And I'm actually looking forward to the positive instead of focusing on what isn't, you know, a certain way or things not going right or everything going wrong. That mindset shift is critical. So I would say that gratitude is probably the biggest step. And if you can write it down, even better. You know, when I was going through my own divorce, I filled journal after journal after journal with my own feelings just because it was a way to kind of get it out of my head and get it out of my heart and just process it in a different way. And I'm not a big journaler, but I found it really, really useful. I still have those journals and I keep promising myself that I want to burn them because I definitely don't want my children to read them. You know, God forbid something should happen and they find them, but I, I found that processing that way was really, really useful. And and I think yeah. the gratitude thing can be really hard, though, Kina, that, you know, when you feel like, you know, this is really crappy and, and there's nothing here to be grateful for. So how do people find gratitude even when things seem really dark? Yes, start simple. And that that is really where someone positive in your life will help you because it is hard ever i'd say 99.9 percent of the women that i'm working with when we are starting and i i always start out with that i have been practicing that from day one and when i ask them what are your wins they usually have a very very hard time thinking about that and so i i kind of make them sit there and make them think and think until they could think of something. And usually it's something that they just did that same day, but their minds are so clouded and so full of everything else that they couldn't see what was right there. And so I, I'm really sitting and really making yourself think, but even the more if you have that supportive person in your life, having them you know, help you point those things out until you're able to start seeing them for yourself. And also catching it in real time because maybe it doesn't work to look back and reflect at the end of the day. Maybe as soon as something positive happens, you even if it's, oh, I got my favorite food today or, you know, I got the I got a phone right. call from my, my favorite friend. Write it so down. So we have to wrap it up there. We're out of time, okay. but Tina Kelly, thank you so much for being my guest on Divorce Dialogue. It's been a pleasure.